It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Auburn Tiger fans, they got them. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Daryl Daprich joining me on this very special, very special edition of the show, a live edition. Daryl, Gunner Britton, the prize offensive tackle transfer from Western Kentucky in the portal. Tweets out the following, all glory to God. I would like to announce I will be playing my last season at Auburn University, hashtag WDE, and tags Auburn football in it. What a huge win for Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. It's big. I think the first thing that I love right out of the gate is he said Auburn University, right? Not the University of Auburn. Sure. But, you know, look, we talked about this as as the pieces started to come together with the recruiting class and then Wade was the big first piece of, of someone you felt like was a plug-and-play tackle. And then when Gunner gets on the radar from Western Kentucky and he visits, I think he was very coveted. I don't have Auburn's board. I don't have access to that. I can't tell – who they rank as far as offensive tackles. But I think we both know they had him as a must-get and really high because this is not a depth piece. This is what people need to understand. This is a plug-and-play guy. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, you got three of your starting offensive linemen now on campus at least, and you're going to get more. So that's why in tackle, so important. And I'm going to love to see, do they do they think he's projecting him as a left tackle or a right tackle? Wade has some flexibility there, but this was a must get. Anybody you talk to on the Auburn staff, they wanted this kid bad. He he was a priority. He was on campus this week. 
And just talking to folks close to the situation, Daryl, and you've probably heard some of this too, they wanted Britain to go ahead and like, hey, quit thinking about it. Like, let's do this. Because then this is a type of move where Auburn is now instantly a better and more attractive spot for any other offensive player because the left tackle is now in place with a guy like Gunnar Britton. And, you know, we talked about Armstrong, the, the kid from uh, the, the quarterback from Virginia. Uh, it sounds like he's got some interest in Auburn and kind of taking a gander of what they could possibly offer. Regardless of who is at quarterback next year, whether they're currently committed or not, um, they're, they're going to be in a better spot because Gunnar Britton will be protecting them. It's a great point. What happens is it becomes a domino effect, right? So when you're a quarterback, a portal quarterback, and you're looking – to go somewhere, you look and see what offensive line you're going to be playing behind. I'm going to give you two examples. This is why the Armstrong correlation is so on point. Number one, for for some of the guys that don't remember, Russell Wilson, the year after Cam Newton left Auburn, Russell Wilson almost came to Auburn. It was between Auburn and Wisconsin. And we know, Zach, why he chose Wisconsin, because the big uglies along the offensive line. Auburn was graduating a lot of offensive linemen. So Russell Wilson could have been at Auburn in 2011. He goes to Wisconsin instead uh, as a transfer from North Carolina State. Flat, fast forward to Brennan Armstrong, a guy that, in my opinion, is getting underplayed by some people. I watched this kid play in 2021 a lot of games in the ACC, including one against Pittsburgh because the winner went won the division. Yeah. And I secretly begged and hoped, oh, my God, with this transfer portal, I wish this kid would jump and go to Auburn because Auburn needs a quarterback. And after, especially after Nick's decided he was going to be in the portal. And, and he just – he didn't. He stayed at Virginia. And under a Tony Elliott offense that hamstrung him behind a putrid offensive line, yep. he didn't put up good numbers. But go back to the two years prior. So a kid like Armstrong is going to look and see what Auburn is doing along the offensive line. That's why it's so important to get these chips in place and the dominoes start to fall. Yep. This is who Gunnar Britton is as a player. Last year at Western Kentucky, he played 1,039 snaps. As uh, he got an offensive grade of 77.2, a pass blocking grade of 74.3. I'm sorry, a pass blocking grade of 83.9 and a run blocking grade of 68.2. This would obliterate any other returning offensive lineman that is on Auburn's roster right now. Dylan Wade's probably second. Jeremiah Wright's probably third. I mean, th this is the type of impact that we're talking about. And here's why I love it even more. I mean, in a vacuum, Britain is a very, very good player. There's no disputing that. But, Daryl, here's what I love. Is it's going to allow other people to fall into place? Is Dylan Wade ready to be a day one starting left tackle in the SEC? I shouldn't say day one, but his transferring over, is he, is he ready? Possibly, but we don't know that. We know that Britain is, which is huge to me. So all of a sudden, you can put Dylan Wade at right tackle, and then a Xavier Miller who's never mm -hmm. played in the SEC or really even Division One football just because he's a JUCO guy. It's not his fault. It's just he hasn't done it. All of a sudden, maybe you move him to guard. Maybe somebody you're able to go and get somebody else in the portal that's a guard. They had several guards visiting uh, earlier this week, and they'll have a few more this, uh, this upcoming weekend. But 
It's just all of a sudden it allows you to slot guys down a little bit. Your best guy is now, you know, your second best guy, which allows you to have more experience at the right tackle spot. And so your bookends are solid. Maybe you can move a tackle inside. Heck, you know, on tomorrow's Locked on Auburn that goes up, John Garcia talks about moving Dylan Wade around to different spots on the offensive line where Auburn doesn't really have as much depth. So I just love it because it allows everybody to kind of slide down a notch, probably to where they actually should probably be. Well, and keep in mind, the Mukasa kid, am I pronouncing that right, from Baylor? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce his name? And, you know, he's somebody, and George, that was on campus from Alabama, the transfer, one's a tackle, one's a guard. So let's just say both of those have said very highly things about Auburn, and I think Auburn's in the mix for both of them. I mean, I, you know, crystal ball-wise and all that kind of stuff, as far as projection, you don't know what's going to happen until it happens. But they're, they're definitely in it and very possibly could have both of those guys. Now, when you talk about sliding guys down, let's say you get one or both of them, then a guy like Miller and some other guys that maybe in the signing class Daryl, I uh, I lost you. I lost you. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pull you for a second. We'll see if we can get this fixed. But yeah, I um, I'm just super super pumped about the impact of all of this. I mean, Auburn's offensive line got better overnight, which I I think uh, I think is absolutely absolutely huge. Uh, I want your thoughts in the live chat. Um. How big of an impact do you think this is for Auburn? Daryl, I'm going to try to bring you back. You got me, brother? I think you're muted. If you could unmute yourself, I think we can get back to uh, to where we're going. And if not, we may just uh, – this is a very impromptu thing <laughs> because um, I got home from picking up dinner and um, – Daryl, we may not be able to get into work, and that's okay. Uh, very impromptu thing. We got done eating dinner. I looked at my wife. I'm like, I got to go live. I got to go live. We just got the, the best offensive tackle that we've gotten in a, in a minute. So now let's just play this game. What does this do for what the starting offensive line may look like from left to right? Gunnar Britton's your left tackle. Your left guard, I think, is Jeremiah Wright. I feel pretty confident right now, as confident as you could possibly feel uh, at this point of the year, that that's the left side of your offensive line. The Dylan Wade piece is interesting. And somebody brought this up, uh, Christian Sanders' comments. Miller looks a little slow on his feet for a tackle, TBH. Daryl, let's try this. You got me? Yes, I'm Perfect. sorry. I got just, you, too. Kind of I got you, too. For a while there. No, yeah. you're good. You're good. The... Um, Daryl's doing this from his phone. We really appreciate it. Yeah, so the left side of the line, Daryl, it's Gunnar Britton and Jeremiah Wright. That is my initial guess. The part that's interesting is, is what exactly um, Miller is going to do and what exactly Dylan Wade is going to do on the right side of the offensive line. That, that to me, is the interesting part, and that, to me, are, is going to be the battle to watch in spring camp right now. And, oh, yeah, there's probably more offensive linemen coming. There is, and I know that Auburn had kind of its its hopes for a, a kid from Central Florida, I believe is Lee is his name, his last name is the center, and it looks like he's going to take an official visit to Miami. It's not They're not out of the picture. I think you start to see the pieces fall in place like you talked about. If you start getting battles, let's, never mind depth, never mind the plug and play. 
Okay. Let's say you have a battle at right tackle between George from Alabama, the, the transfer from Alabama, and Wade. And let's say you have a battle at guard between Miller and another kid. And then, you know, the, the Baylor kid uh, is, is, is Mukaza, whatever his name is. He's, he's in the mix. Well, then when you start creating competition and somebody – that was the thing last year. It's just like everyone was predetermined. I don't, rem- I don't even think there was like real battles in spring for positions. So if you start having depth and you start having guys that have played two, three years of college football battling each other for that spot, yeah. your offensive line is really, really going to take a leap forward. Because not only do you have depth, mm-hmm. but you have the best po- – the competition creates the better player emerging forward. And then, you know, look, you've said it. you said it on your show. I think there's some people at the, on the Auburn coaching staff that are not scared of starting Connor Lou at center as a freshman if need be. They think he's ready. Yeah, yeah. And John Garcia on my show tomorrow, just a quick spoiler, he talks about the prospect and the idea of having Dylan Wade at center, which I think is interesting. Um, I think I talked about that with Charlie Five earlier today too, so that that's interesting. Uh, Froggy asked, and we should have mentioned this, how big is Gunnar Britton? And he is 6'6". 305 and mm-hmm. he's lean like he looks like he's um he's not just this big massive dude he is very large and in charge but he's an athletic 66 305 and you had to be to be in that western kentucky offense right i mean we saw it firsthand we saw it we firsthand did. they came to auburn yep. um obviously they were physically outmatched but uh as a team and as a roster but that's closer so what Hugh Freeze is going to run as far as like spreading the ball out and getting it out quick, hopefully that's kind of the goal. And so he's going to, he's going to fit right in Daryl. I mean, there, there is not an aspect of this that I do not love. Hugh Freeze loves lean athletic guards and tackles. It's it just to his system. He, he prefers them than the big three fifty plotters, 350 pound plotters. He likes guys to be a little taller, have longer arms, be leaner so they can get out in front and pull. And get in that, that's what he likes in his system. So I know he does in guards. If you can get a tackle that goes 305, 310, that's 6'6, it's athletic as crap, and then can get out in front. I mean, I'm just envisioning right now, forget sugar plums dancing in my head. I'm envisioning Jarquez Hunter on a screen pass with these bigs out in front of him. I mean, you know how many times those screen passes he had to do it all on his own, or Tank Bigsby got hit in the back. Think about bigs down the field, they're athletics, yes. grading the road for guys like Hunter. And I'm going to tell you what, Jeremiah Cobb out of the backfield special. I, it, it, it can. It, this is where, again, I cannot undersell, Zach, what you said about pieces falling into place. They start, you start building from the ground up, per se, and say, okay, yeah. offensive line. Then a quarterback comes. And then after a quarterback comes, what happens? Oh, receivers want that dude throwing to them. It, right. It's just a it's a trickle down effect. It really is. Yeah, this is uh, this is a big part of it. Look, Hugh Freeze came in, the staff came in, and from the NIL part of it to personal relationship part of it, offensive line was a priority. And we have seen it at the high school level, we've seen it at the JUCO level, and now we've gotten two guys. Um, that can play offensive tackle in the SEC. I feel a lot more confident about one of the two than the other, obviously. I feel more confident about Britton than Wade. But you've just seen this staff get offensive 
tackle, not only not even offensive line, but offensive tackle talent at all three levels, high school, JUCO, and other colleges are now a part of the new additions that Hugh Freeze and the staff will have going into 2023. It's just, it's, it's amazing, Daryl. And it feels so weird because we've, we've never had this. Like we, we, we just haven't as far as a guy that'll go out and get offensive tackles, not turning defensive tackles that can move well into offensive tackles or playing a guy that probably should be a guard into tackle. We've never really had this. And all of a sudden in the last, what, two months that Hugh Freeze has been here, he's been able to do it and get guys from all three levels, Daryl, all three levels. And like, so you got this year, you got the future of like what Tyler Johnson and Xavier Miller can bring to it. There is just so much to be excited about at Auburn right now. You know, again, great point on the all three levels because you can go get portal tackles and they can solve your problems for a year. But if you don't go out and fill your high school recruiting classes with offensive tackles, then where are you going to be? You can't go to the portal every year and strike goal. I, I, you just can't build a roster that way. It's great sure. to plug and play and fill in. But the fact that he went to the JUCO ranks, the high school ranks, and the transfer portal route to get offensive tackles tells you what an ingenious way to do it and what his philosophy is. And I'm going to say this. Dylan Wade, not only – I don't look so much where a player comes from in a transfer portal scenario. Sure, you'd like to get a power five guy that just hops over because of NIL. Dylan Wade was at Tulsa. Do I look at that? I look more at the fact that USC wanted him, and I read reports and read things where USC thought he was going to be an instant contributor, instant starter. So if Lincoln Riley and USC wants him and he comes to Auburn, I think that that speaks volumes. Just And if and look, if that dude can play center and you go get another offensive tackle like George and another guard from Baylor, the, the kid from Baylor, I mean, you are really now solidifying that to a point where – Man, it would just be exciting. But the depth has to be there, too, because we know in the SEC, game in, yep. game out, you got to have the depth because it's a, it's a war. Live chat, I want you to comment a number. Like, how how cold is it? What degree of cold is it right now? Are we freezing? So, a um, someone close to the program just sent me a message, and, and I asked if I could share this. They know I'm live. They asked, or they said this, and I'm like, can I share this? They said they didn't mind. But it looks like Spencer Sanders is officially going to visit Auburn. So that tells me with our – For those who don't guys, know, that is that is the former Oklahoma State quarterback. Right. That, that, that many feel like in a Hugh Freeze system is a very prototypical quarterback that does some things that for you in Hugh Freeze's style of offense that's a good fit. Now, I think I saw – some reports today, correct me if I'm wrong, that Armstrong is definitely on the visitors list for this weekend as well. I think he was here today. Okay, so then he's I'm not positive on that, but yes, I, I've been told that he's going to be here. So great breaking news there, Daryl. He's been here already. What did I get into DeLorean and go back to the future? Uh, <laughs> so, so let's just talk about that. That's two quarterbacks. Now that tells me that maybe some people that Auburn thought maybe we're going to jump into the portal did not or are not going to. We don't know that for sure yet, but have not entered the portal. And that ramps it up a little bit because, again, we keep overstating this. It's it, You have to start getting the trickle-down effect. You get the offensive tackles, then you get the quarterback. So the faster you get the quarterback, 
the faster you get a couple receivers, like the Georgia State kid yeah. that visited uh, Thrash was his name yesterday. It's so hard to keep up with all – at least I got their last names because there's so many guys jumping to the portal and visiting. You're right. It's not like high school recruiting weekends. It's completely different. They come in segments. They come different times of the day. They yeah. come on different days. So the Thrash kid from Georgia State saw him up close and personal when he played Troy. Uh, when I went to a Troy game uh, with my daughter, and he's special. Body matrix, all that kind of stuff, that'd be a good get for Auburn if they could get him in the portal as well. So, And I like the Auburn receiving room. I'm just saying you add a guy like that, like we talked about adding maybe one running back, you just – it's cherry on top is what it is. Yeah, there's – I mean, it's just an incredible, an incredible um, run that Hugh Freeze is able to um... – what he's been able to do. So just uh, for folks joining us late, Gunnar Britton announcing that he is going to spend his last year of eligibility with Auburn, which is absolutely huge. 6'6", 305 pounds, very athletic. From a pro football focus standpoint, played over 1,000 snaps last year. Offensive grade of 77.2, but most importantly, his pass blocking grade, an 83.9, which will blow everybody else on Auburn's roster. Absolutely out of the water. So left to right right now, let's just assume we don't get anyone else, which I don't believe is true. But let's right. just play the game. From left to right, at left right. tackle, I think it's Gunnar Britton. At right. left guard, I think it's Jeremiah Wright. Mm-hmm. At center, I'm going to say Lou right now. I think there'll be a transfer that'll change that. But right now, I, I think I'm going to say Connor Lou. Um, and I know there's experience at center on this roster. I just, I like the upside of Lou more. I just do. Uh, right guard, I'll say is Xavier Miller, mm-hmm. the Juco tackle. I say we scoot him in and we put Dylan Wade at right tackle. That's, yeah, and, that's where I'm right, at right now if we don't that, add anyone else. I agree. And you know what's ironic about that is is I think we will be adding someone else, but I'll take that offensive line right now over what we had this year. Right now. I take them over oh, what it's not even, has this year. It's not even close. What the ups? What Gunner Britton could do this year at Auburn will be the best offensive tackle that we've had since Greg Robinson. Yeah, I mean that's is that bar well, super high? No, I don't know. Like the bar's not super high there, but um, but yeah, I think he's the best tackle. I think he will be the best tackle we've had since since we had what he went third overall in the draft, yeah, second yeah. overall in the draft. So pretty. Yeah, pretty I mean, solid. I think only only. Of any of those offensive linemen that Auburn had last year, the only one that I think breaks that lineup is the one that's going to right. And maybe if, um, you know, if 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 there wasn't another guard, maybe Brandon Council could have beat out a Miller. You know, who's to say that? Well, we don't know because Brandon Council played three years, four years of of regular college football, not junior college football. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, just as a whole and as a unit. And I also just trust the scheme more, right? I, I think Hugh Freeze's scheme will definitely help as well as far as putting guys in situations to succeed. That's what it's all about to me is can can this coaching staff allow this offensive line to win? And I don't know if the previous system and the previous coaching staff really allowed their offensive line to win. Because, I mean, they even got better after, after some of the coaching changes last year. So we'll see. But yeah, with Jarquez Hunter... And then I think with the passing game, whether it's Robbie or a transfer guy, um, I just I like the I like the upside of being able to get guys in space. I mean, there's just there's no part of this, Daryl, that's not extremely exciting. 
Why don't you envision a quarterback sweep with Robbie right now? Okay. Think about what it was last year when Will Friend and those guys started doing some things to utilize his legs and get him out in space. And they started running some quarterback sweeps and how successful they were and how he'd get downfield so quick. Now imagine it with athletic offensive tackles and guards that are getting five, 10 yards downfield before people even sniff Robbie Ashford. You see, I mean, that's the difference. He had to kind of do that on his own and get outside on the edge of the perimeter on his own with his quickness. Imagine having somebody out in front for you, the road graders, right? The athletic lean tackles and guards to where Robbie's in the second level before he's even thinking of having to try to make any kind of move to avoid contact. That's the difference, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And, and, and you know, you freeze if, if Robbie's the guy, will utilize that skill set. I think you'll see more read option. And with, with, look, offensive tackles that are athletic and lean and can block downfield, it's great to have that kind of offense, the you freeze offense in his system. So, there's a lot of different things that this does, and it frees up. And more than anything else, let's just keep reiterating it. It starts to allow others to fall into place because they see that the, the pieces are starting to come together. Dale, I know you're in a family thing. Let me know if you have to go. It will not hurt. No, my I'm, I was just yeah, I was just at my daughter's house. It wasn't really a okay. I was no, killing some good. time before I had to pick up a prescription. So there you oh, go. There we go. There we go. Thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Gunner Britton. So to me. I don't think this makes the offensive line the biggest question mark position of this uh, going into 2023 now. I think it's linebacker. I think there was a debate between linebacker and offensive line before. Now, I I think with the five that we mentioned, and there's upside for more, right, which makes this even more exciting because what Hugh Freeze is doing is ridiculous. Um, but I, I just think everything that's happened right now, it's just it's, – it's offensive line the, – the, if he gets one more dude, Daryl, the offensive line could end up being a strength for this team. Yeah, we, we actually had the offensive line behind linebackers before Britton committed because of Miller and Wade, right? Because the linebackers got – there was no commitments from the linebackers. So we had put linebacker as the, the biggest position of weakness and concern and had offensive line second. Offensive line now just keeps dropping as far as I'm concerned, as far as the list of concerns just keeps yeah. dropping down the list. And, you know, you've heard word, you've heard Tolan was on campus today from LSU mm-hmm. allegedly. And, you know, he's a transfer. There's some other transfers from linebacker. I think, I think there's a pecking order of need that maybe this coaching staff has a whiteboard and says, okay, we're going to get all these guys on campus. And, you know, if, if five or six commit at the same time, great. But I do think you have to prioritize. That's why you have position coaches and different guys that are assigned to different dudes. And again, the way these recruits are, the way these players are coming on campus, they're coming in waves. Some are coming yesterday, some are coming today. Look, we talked about it during our live basketball show how big of a basketball game this is Saturday for Auburn. How about the correlation between stud recruits seeing an electric atmosphere and a big game Saturday, Uh too? It, It all ties in together. Yeah, no, you're right, and that, that lines up with the whole Auburn family thing that we sell over and over and over again. There's no question about it. All right, Samuel says, Coach Freeze posted a big fish and Yahtzee. Could that mean more to come today? I don't know. They had some guys on campus today, as we've mentioned, but that could just kind of be the bat signal. And look, uh, Gunnar Britton is worth the posting of a big fish. 
and worth a Yahtzee. Like, let's let's be very clear on uh, on all of that. In fact, he posted that, and somebody texted me. is like, bat signal, who is it? And, like, we had just put up a story at Auburn Daily about a preferred walk-on wide receiver, and I'm like, maybe it's him. I don't know. Then, like, two minutes later, Gunner's like, it's me! <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right, Daryl, you want to go hop on a live? So, that's – um, I just – I just can't believe it. All right, so how much of this is Coach Thornton, in your mind, the new offensive line coach, who is kind of known for being a grinder, known for being a solid recruiter, flipped to Xavier Miller from Ole Miss uh, to, to Auburn, and then you know he's obviously been a part of getting Dylan Wade to uh, out of the portal. How much of it is him? How much of it's situation? How much of it's NIL? How much of it's Hugh Freeze? Kind of just a big-picture question to you there. I believe that all are in play. I think everything you've mentioned are all play a part in getting guys like this. But I think if you start assigning percentages to them, then you got to give Thornton probably the largest piece of the pie. That I think he's probably the, the the most responsible for how he's closing and what he's doing from a relationship standpoint in a short time to get offensive tackles. Because I'm just going to tell you right now, NIL was out there last year. NIL was out there in the – recruiting before Hugh Freeze came on campus. And, you know, it, it, there, there's, a, there's a different common denominator now. There was NIL. Now, yeah. Hugh Freeze, I think, I think Hugh Freeze and, and Thornton combined with utilizing some of the resources with NIL are, are the reason why you're seeing. But I would probably give assigning credit to, to all three. I would give Thornton the biggest, the biggest uh, credit on that. I don't know how you don't, right? That's um, that's part of it. I, I just can't wait to see the domino effect of all of this. I mean, even guys like that, um, what is his name? The Purdue defensive tackle. I Johnson? think his name is Lawrence Johnson. I yeah, think. Lawrence Johnson, yep. That's He's funny because I, I have a host that works for me. He, he does our um, Virginia show. His name is Lawrence Johnson as well, which is funny. But, yeah, I think uh, like guys like that, does this help kind of any positive momentum – with potentially landing him. Like, I, I think that'd be interesting to see as well. There was an edge guy, too. Is he from Wake Forest that had a real unique name? Help me out. That yep. I wrote a story on him this morning. Yeah. He, and again, I apologize. I, one thing I like to do is come informed, but people need to understand that Rondell Bothroyd. Rondell yeah. Bothroyd. Uh, <laughs> Wake Forest. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I, I'm not ashamed that I didn't remember that name. Um, he'll just go by Josh. I'll just call him Josh. But um, I think that <laughs> I think that a guy like that. What's my name? Who, yeah, the, I think a guy like that 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 has been you know re- connected to Auburn. You start seeing those pieces fall into place. I mean, it's just a uh, I don't know. I guess that Charlie Five made a great point uh, on a message board, and you know, being a message board genius and legend that he is, where sure, he hasn't right. seen this type of excitement and pure numbers and pure. Um, interaction since big cat weekends when Chiz and those guys and trooper Taylor used to do it. And out of those big cat weekends, you start getting stud recruits. You'd start getting defensive tackles like Carl Lawson and some of those. I mean, people started committing when those type of things would happen. And so I think, you know, Hugh freeze and Thornton. Now, and, and, and the other thing about these offensive tackles is we haven't had an opportunity to see how coach Thornton's going to coach him up either. It's one thing to get him on campus, and Coach Thornton has got a great reputation on his 
on the way he coaches these guys. And so you get the bodies, and now you now maybe you'll see even an uptick on coaching ability and how these guys get coached and fu- fundamentals and technique and how they get coached up. So it's win-win. I mean, I think yep. with Thornton in that scenario. All right, live chat in here right now. If you would predict from left to right, give us your starting offensive line if you had to guess right now. Aji asks, hey, Zach, do you think Gunner is the best O-lineman we've had in recent years? So we talked about this a few minutes ago. I think this season, the upside that Gunner Britton brings to this team, he could be the best offensive tackle Auburn has had since Greg Robinson. And see, I think I say Braden Smith. And I know he didn't play a whole lot of tackle for us. That's true. That's true. He played mostly guard. So, yeah, you're right. He played some tackle. But, but if, you want think, to, if you want to make that broader and say offensive line, he's probably the best offensive lineman since Braden Smith. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he didn't get drafted as high, but his college career, in my opinion, and how it all traded out. But, yeah, from an offensive tackle standpoint, great Greg Robinson, you're right. I mean, I'm trying to remember who the kid was that we got in the portal a couple years ago that Gus got in the portal that was an offensive tackle. Was it? No, he was a center. Driscoll was a center, was he not? No, Driscoll. Driscoll's playing, a tackle. He got picked by uh, the he Eagles. Got, yeah, he got drafted by the Eagles. So I, I, I would say outside Super Bowl, of Rob- actually. Exactly. So I would say outside of Robinson, it would have been Driscoll. Samuel says, uh, predicting from left to right. He said what we said. Britain, right. Connor Lewis, center. Uh, Dylan Wade. At, M- Miller. He's got Miller. Uh, I skipped, I skipped Miller. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he, he said the same thing. He said the same thing as, as us. So. Um, I don't, that's a lot to like there. I think the biggest question about that would be, is it Miller that scoots inside, not Wade? Um, and then just the center battle. I mean, you know, we have the starting center from last year, still on the team. He just got hurt, but I just, he's so tiny. He is so small. I think the Wade thing, again, I, I don't want to read too much into it, but you know, right before he committed to Auburn, remember what he tweeted about being a tackle. He tweeted out, I'm a tackle. I'm an offensive tackle. And so I think Oh, that he did do that. You're right. He did do that. Yeah. And so I think that was like, in my, I think I heard some rumblings that USC was talking to him about moving him to a guard and Auburn was like, no, you're a tackle. And so, you know, when he, when he tweeted that and then commits four hours later, I think that was telling to me. Um, yeah. All right. Auburn Barstool tweets out, Hugh Freeze has now had the same number of offensive tackles signed with him in the last three weeks, four total, than Auburn has had total since, you want to guess what number? What number year? What year? 2019. 17. Good gosh. How did we win a game? <laughs> 2017? What? What? You weren't even married then, were you? No. No. I wasn't. I was a different man. You're a different man. I was a different man four offensive tackles ago. (laughs) 2017. There's been another president since then. I mean, that just blows my mind. Wow. Wow. Mm. Unbelievable. That's, uh, That's so telling. That is so... And think about that, Josh. Uh, think about that, Zach. Uh, that was a joke, by the way. I don't uh, think it was. It was. It was a total joke. Think about this, Zach, that he absolutely, in 2017 and 2019, Auburn had pretty good years. 
Auburn had pretty good years. And so they did that without really drawing anything to the table from an offensive line standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, We're being asked, where's Tate Johnson? I'm not going to put your name on the screen because I don't know if that's offensive or not. But being asked, where's Tate Johnson? uh, I, I just... I don't think Tate Johnson's like an SEC center. Like he sat next. We were eating wings with some of my buddies a few nights ago or a few a weeks great ago. Story. Great story. And, uh, <laughs> and he was at the table next to us with some friends of his, I guess. And he like didn't eat all of his food. Like he left and like he didn't eat all of his wings. And Daryl, I just don't know, like, uh, I don't know if I want my starting center leaving food on the table. You know what I mean? Like, especially no. when he's so undersized, like, come on, dude, eat your food, Tate. So, I, I I don't know. I'm okay with Alex McPherson leaving a wing or two, but not my starting center. No. And yeah. he was, you know, he was obviously Zach under, undersized, and but I just don't think, I think someone will slide in ahead of him, uh, regardless of if they get someone in the portal or not. Uh, they're saying Britain is number three on the on three portal rankings from what I read guys. I mean, this is a big target and Hugh freeze and the staff went out and got him. And I just, I, I, it's just, um, somebody said a second ago, like it's weird being hype about the offensive line. Chuck said it right here. It's such an odd feeling being like actually hype for our offensive line. And that's so true. I mean, how many times Daryl, have we had to do this thing where we've got to like talk ourselves into it. It's like, well, these guys stunk or were average at best last year, but another year they're going to get there. Like we, we've always had to talk ourselves into it. And like, we could just like say, Hey, you know, like these are actually like good players. <laughs> like, I remember I've been here now. Yeah. Zach, I can remember going as far back as when Auburn got Calvin Ashley to commit and sign mm-hmm. probably the highest rated offensive tackle. I nice. think that was a Gus, a Gus signee, five-star guy that obviously flamed out. And But when he signed and he committed to Auburn, I thought, wow. I mean, this is incredible to go head-to-head and get the type of offensive tackles, let's be honest, all Alabama and Georgia were getting. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's a different era. And so a five-star offensive tackle as a freshman, in my opinion, does not hold the same value as a four-year starter at Western Kentucky. I'd take mm-hmm. the four-year. So so this is where we are now, to put it in perspective, because you've got to wait on that five-star freshman to mature and grow, and he's not ready to plug and play. Britain is. Allen says, Gunner Britton looks like the beans and cornbread guy we need. Love it. WDE. Allen, I think that's well said. He's going to eat all the food on his plate, and I think that's important. There you go. There you go. Um, Jordan asks, what's the feeling on the wide receiver from Georgia Southern? Is that Thrash? He's Darryl? Georgia State. Yeah, he's actually Georgia State, but I think okay. that's who George's referring to, I assume. Uh, probably. Uh, feeling yeah. is that the last report was that he, he is quoted as saying he thought he knew where he wanted to go until he came to Auburn, and then it changed his mind, and now he's got some things to think about. It's between Auburn and an unnamed school but it's the school he's visiting this weekend. So it's not, you don't have to be in the knives out thriller to figure that out. Right. Right. Glass onion or whatever it's called. But I've heard he's visiting Penn state. He doesn't eat keto. Tate Johnson does not eat keto Ashton, because if he eat keto, he'd finish his freaking wings. 
Wings are keto friendly. Your boy knows. Trust me. To be me. fair, he probably didn't eat all of his fries either. To be fair. Well, to yeah, fair. but but no, but uh, Thrash is visiting. I think Penn State this weekend, and it becomes a Penn State Auburn battle, and that's why I think it's important that Auburn gets a quarterback in the fold. I just yeah. do. No I disrespect. Think, I, think I just think from a quarterback, right. because from a quarterback room standpoint, you want depth too if you're a receiver. Even if you're high on Robbie, if something happens, you, you know, the receiver wants somebody who knows he can throw, can step in and throw the ball to him. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. Daryl, thank you for doing such short notice. Just such big, such big news. We just had oh, to go Zach, live. I enjoyed getting on. That was fun. Thanks for reaching out to me, and uh, I was glad to do it. I'm sorry for the cell phone, but that's where oh, I no, was. You're good, man. So, you're good. No, that's, yeah. that's the technology you had. All right, I'm dropping our article at auburndaily.com about this. If y'all could click on that, it would really help the site, help all of that. That would be great. And there's more information that Lance found on Gunner Britton that I think you guys uh, that you guys would like over at Auburn Daily. Daryl, how can people give you love, brother? Uh, DAP 6410 down below. Uh, tune in Saturday night after the uh, Auburn-Arkansas basketball game. We'll be doing it live and hopefully bringing a great – and who knows? Look, I've always made it very clear to you and others, we, we're accessible. We may be jumping on another live with another big commit. Who knows? Uh, who knows? That'd be great. That'd be great. And uh, shout-out to Fitz, Fitz Beagle. I've never actually gotten to interact with you other than uh, premieres. He's uh, he, he's uh, every U- uh, every YouTube drop. Every morning, Fitz is there, and he's always welcoming people. So thank you so much for everything you do for Thanks, the Lockdown Auburn community, Fitz. Um, I'm glad you're able to stop by for a few minutes. Very cool stuff. All right, folks, we'll be, uh, we'll be back later. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.